The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. What are they? They are your children. They are the children of all who walk the earth unseen. Their names are ignorance and want. Beware of them. But upon their brow is written the word doom. They spell the downfall of you and all who deny their existence. Having no refuge, no resource. Are there no workhouses? Are there no prisons? Cover them. I do not wish to see them. I thought as much. They are hidden. But they live. Oh, they live. Perhaps the most popular fantasy story of the Christmas season is that of A Christmas Carol, written by English author Charles Dickens and published 173 years ago in December of 1843. The novella has been adapted many times over the years. This clip was from the 1984 TV movie adaptation starring George C. Scott as Ebenezer Scrooge. The tale features personifications of abstract concepts, such as ignorance and want, as sickly children under the robes of the personification of Christmas present. Abstract ideas or concepts are sometimes difficult things to comprehend, so humanity finds ways of analogizing them into more easily understood forms. One of the most well-known examples is imagining death as the Grim Reaper, a hooded figure carrying a scythe. Personifying concepts such as love or death is in fact the plot behind Will Smith's latest holiday release, Collateral Beauty. Personification is just one way that we try to wrap our minds around faceless ideas. It's a specific way of endowing an abstract concept with a sort of sentience. In some cases, it helps us protect, such as the concept of the natural world as Mother Nature under attack. In other cases, it gives us a way of focusing on a common goal, like having wars on poverty, drugs, cancer, or even Christmas. On this episode of ARC, I'm going to go over how we as a society have somehow consciously focused our anger, sadness, and frustration on a select period of time, the year 2016. Also, I'm going to list all the new movie releases I got to see in 2016. This is ARC. God blessed to the movies, to good movies. To every possible kind. You shall not pass! Make it so. Where are my dragons? No Nothing for you! Welcome to Earth. Stick around. No slices for white. Clever girl. And they mostly come at night. Mostly. I'm 37! Are you the key master? I'm Omar. Who the hell are you? Omar! Omar, come down! Omar, come down! Hello everyone and welcome to Arts Review and Commentary. My name is Omar Latiri and thank you very much for listening. 
This is the last episode of the calendar year, and even though I did even less this year with the show than I did last year, my heart has always been with you. As always, this show is brought to you by ARK's Amazon page. Click the Amazon button at artsreviewandcommentary.com to shop, save, and help this show and others on the Realm Network continue to produce free, on-demand entertainment. Also, subscribe and listen to Buzz Burbank News and Comment for weekly in-depth independent news and analysis featuring a list of each week's new movie releases from yours truly. On November 7th, 2016, composer and singer Leonard Cohen passed away. His song Hallelujah, first released in 1984, has been covered hundreds of times by various artists. This version you're listening to is featured in the new movie Sing and is sung by the shy elephant Mina, voiced by American pop artist Tori Kelly. Sing was, to me, one of the better animated movies I've seen this year, mostly because of its innocence and joy. It's a love letter to performers and performance, and to the happiness that music and dance can bring to not only the performers, but to the audience as well. I gave it 4 out of 5 stars, and I wonder if my relatively high rating came from a place of overcompensation due to the misery that I experienced in 2016. First, allow me to preface my sob stories with the following. Just because 2016 was bad for some people does not mean it was bad for others. To those who gained new family members through marriage or children or both, 2016 will be remembered quite fondly. Also, to those who experienced very real tragedies, my 2016 may seem like nothing compared to what others went through. My intent here is to share my own story of this year and not to invalidate anyone else's. That being said, my year started off rough. In December of last year, I suffered my first anxiety attack. And then halfway through January, I lost my job precisely one week after my girlfriend lost hers. A week after that, I was diagnosed with a mental disorder known as Attention Deficit Disorder. I was actually grateful for the diagnosis. It explained a great many things in my life, from my perpetual anxiety, to my frustrating habit of tuning out of conversations, to my poor time and money management. I was able to find some odd jobs here and there, sold my beloved Camaro for a Prius, got a lot of help from friends and family, and eventually ended up driving for Lyft and becoming a tour guide in Washington, D.C. It left me with precious little time to focus on this show, but my obsession with absorbing so much entertainment gave me a focus that was a sort of substitute. It just didn't help that this year featured the deaths of so many influential figures of history, politics, sports, music, and entertainment. Now, I'm not going to go over and give a retrospective on all the celebrities that died in 2016. That can be found all over the place. No, I'm going to ruminate on a curious phenomenon, the way that people are blaming the year for the deaths of those who touched so many. Celebrities always die in groups of three. You better be careful, Trent. You're right. That's not a real thing. If celebrities die in groups of three, then death must have been resetting the counter once every couple of weeks. Every single month this year, there were one or two people who died who touched my life in one way or another, 
and I know that some of these deaths affected others more strongly than they did me. Whenever someone well-known dies, it's always a sad thing. The intensity of the sadness usually depends on how much the person has affected one's life, how much life the person had left to live, and how much the person could have still contributed to the world. When David Bowie and Alan Rickman died in January of this year, both at the age of 69, it was considered a shock because we all felt that they still had more that they could have done for us. When Abe Vigoda died shortly afterwards, the sadness was more tempered as Abe Vigoda had led a long and illustrious life dying at the age of 94. But that was January and the celebrity deaths continued. Finally tonight, remembering Harper Lee. Nancy Reagan, dead today at 94. Actor and comedian Gary Shandling has died. He was just 66 years old. Prince, the innovative, one-of-a-kind artist who's given us so much great music over the decades, has been found dead. A journalism legend, Morley Safer, a storyteller known to millions. Boxing legend Muhammad Ali has died. Nobel laureate Elie Wiesel has died. We're learning more about the death of Gene Wilder, the king of golf, Arnold Palmer. He passed away Sunday at the age of 87. Actress Florence Henderson has died. Legendary astronaut and later politician John Glenn has passed away at the age of 95. Alan Thicke has died of a heart attack at the age of 69. Dr. Henry Heimlich, inventor of the Heimlich Maneuver, has died at 96. Zsa, Zsa Gabor, the Hungarian-American actress and socialite, has died. Pop superstar George Michael found dead at the age of 53. Actress Carrie Fisher has died after suffering a heart attack last week. Every single one of that select group of individuals affected my life, but perhaps none more so than Dr. Heimlich. When I was three years old, my life was saved from choking on a grape by my mother, who had expertly performed the Heimlich maneuver on me. So many great people had passed away this year, and early on, it started looking like the year itself was somehow to blame for the events that transpired within it. Of course, that's a really silly thing to think. Now, I'm not saying that a year is insignificant. While our man-made start date of the common calendar at January 1st is arguably arbitrary, the significance of what a year means is most certainly not. A year is how we measure this planet's orbit around the sun and with it, the changes that come every astronomical cycle. We can even see the significance of the annual passage of time by examining the rings of trees. This particular unit of measurement, however, has no feelings of its own. It's not something that can be bargained with or has a will or personality. It's a period of time. But that still hasn't stopped people from bestowing upon this particular year a focus that can only be described as directed. And this is where I have started to get a little disappointed in the focus of humanity. What the hell is wrong with you people? Twenty sixteen was a rough year, no doubt. There was so much sudden loss from the start of 2016 to the end of the year that it started to feel personal. But as the months went on in 2016, and with every passing death, the first focus became not on the individual who died, 
but on expressing outrage at the year itself. To me, that trivialized the life and death of these particular people in favor of giving some sort of common enemy to focus on. The problem is that this enemy doesn't exist. It's all made up. Look, I can get why we want to lash out at these things. We curse bad fortune, bad weather, disease, even poorly timed traffic signals. We do this because it gives us a feeling that somehow a decision is being made by some sort of higher power. And if that power is a numeric year in our lives, at least it is something to blame instead of losing our minds at the fragility and the randomness of our existence. When someone dies, there are concrete reasons for that individual's death. The easiest reason to accept is death due to old age, followed by genetic diseases. They are reasons to blame for a person's death, but they're not reasons to get outraged. We can be outraged at human-caused reasons, overdoses, accidents, crime, or war. Let's not let the 2016 calendar be the way we remember those who passed away. Let's remember those who passed away this year first and foremost by their accomplishments. Let us be sad about their absence from this world. And for some, let us be sad that they left this world while they still could have offered us more. Let us celebrate their places in history. When we come back, my ratings of all the new movies I watched in 2016. There's a fair chance you don't like the news, and I get that. I'm Buzz Burbank, and I do a different kind of newscast I think you will like. I tell stories, true stories, because when you view it the right way, there's nothing more amazing than real life. I cover most of the stuff the big media outlets cover, but often with a different approach, richer in detail, and with a perspective that ties it all together so we have some idea of what it all means. I deliver stories that'll make you laugh, make you cry, and make you angry because that is the nature of life and because you cannot be a better citizen unless you understand and feel the news. I also don't cover some of the useless stories you'll find elsewhere and do cover real stories the rest of the media somehow managed to avoid. With my nearly 40 years experience in broadcast journalism and a love of writing, this is a news program that's custom made for you. Buzz Burbank News and Comment is now a weekly show, new each Thursday and available free on iTunes, SoundCloud, and several other platforms and at buzzburbank.com. Let's get some tunes going in this motherfucker. Tunes, man. Yeah. See what we got here. Actually, actually, yo. Uh, yo, uh, Shark Tank. Um, <clears throat> what the f*** is this? What the f*** is this? Oh, this my right here. This your sound kind of white. White. White? Yeah. This is George Michael right here, right? This one of the greatest recorder artists of all time, man. This the real OG up in here. So, he black, man. You, you know, he light-skinned. And then, you know, he used to roll with this yeah. originally. 
And then George Michael was trying to do that solo thing, right? And then wham! Then nobody never see Ridgely ever again. He killed the mother Nobody ever seen him again. That was a clip from the 2016 movie Keanu, a movie that heavily featured the music of George Michael, who passed away on December 25th, 2016. Despite the rough year, there were some bright spots. Perhaps a brief highlight in this tough year for me was when I worked at a movie theater. That, combined with internet streaming and activating MoviePass, a movie-going subscription service, I got to see more movies this year than I had ever been able to before. The movies were, as always, a welcome respite from the stress of daily life. Here is the list of the 79 new movies I got to see in 2016 in order of their release, followed by their ratings on a scale from 0 to 5 stars. 45 Years, 2 out of 5 stars. Trumbo, 3 out of 5 stars. Brooklyn, 3.5 out of 5. Carol, 1.5 out of 5. Carol! The Danish Girl, 2 out of 5. The Big Short, 5 out of 5 stars. Joy, 2.5 out of 5. The Revenant, 4 out of 5. Anomalisa, 2 out of 5. Ride Along 2, 1.5 out of 5. Kung Fu Panda 3, 2.5 out of 5. Hail Caesar, 4 out of 5. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, 2 out of 5. Deadpool, 4 out of 5. Zoolander 2, 3.5 out of 5. How to Be Single, 3.5 out of 5. The Witch, 1.5 out of 5. Race, 2 out of 5. Gods of Egypt, 1 out of 5 stars. Eddie the Eagle, 3 out of 5. Zootopia, 4.5 out of 5. London Has Fallen, 3.5 out of 5. Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, 3.5 out of 5. Tan Cloverfield Lane, 2.5 out of 5. The Brothers Grimsby, 1 out of 5. Miracles from Heaven, 1 out of 5. The Divergent Series Allegiant, 2 out of 5. Midnight Special, 3.5 out of 5. Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, 2 out of 5. My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2, 1.5 out of 5. Eye in the Sky, 5 out of 5 stars. Hardcore Henry, 3 out of 5. The Boss, 2.5 out of 5. Demolition, 2 out of 5. The Jungle Book, 3.5 out of 5. Criminal, 1.5 out of 5. HBO's Confirmation, 2.5 out of 5. Elvis and Nixon, 4 out of 5. Keanu, 3 out of 5. Captain America Civil War, 5 out of 5. The Lobster, 2 out of 5. The Angry Birds Movie, 2 out of 5. Neighbors 2 Sorority Rising, 4 out of 5. The Nice Guys, 2 out of 5. Maggie's Plan, 2.5 out of 5. X-Men Apocalypse, 2 out of 5. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows, 2 out of 5. Me Before You, 2 out of 5. Pop Star, Never Stop Never Stopping, 4 out of 5. Finding Dory, 4 out of 5. Central Intelligence, 3.5 out of 5. 
Independence Day Resurgence, 1 out of 5. The Secret Life of Pets, 2 out of 5. Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, 2 out of 5. Ghostbusters, 3 out of 5. Star Trek Beyond, 3.5 out of 5. Batman The Killing Joke, 1.5 out of 5. Jason Bourne, 3 out of 5. Bad Moms, 3 out of 5. Sharknado The Fourth Awakens, 0 out of 5 stars. Suicide Squad, 3 out of 5. Sausage Party, 3 out of 5. Florence Foster Jenkins, 4 out of 5. Hell or High Water, 4 out of 5. Kubo and the Two Strings, 3.5 out of 5. War Dogs, 2 out of 5. Sully, 4 out of 5. The Magnificent Seven, 2 out of 5. The Accountant, 3.5 out of 5. Doctor Strange, 4 out of 5. Arrival, 3 out of 5. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, 4 out of 5. Moana, 2.5 out of 5. La La Land, 4 out of 5. Office Christmas Party, 1.5 out of 5. Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, 5 out of 5 stars. Barry, 2.5 out of 5. Sing, 4 out of 5. Passengers, 3 out of 5. Yes, 2016 was a rough year, but finding joy in doing what you love can make even the hardest times easier. That's it for this year of ours. Thank you all for listening. Special thanks to Brian Herkstra, my friends at the Gaming Marathon, the George and Tony Entertainment Show, all my colleagues at the Realm Network, and of course, Buzz Burbank, Lowell Melser, and Mark Ronick. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash arcreviews, follow the show on Twitter at arcreviews, and shop Amazon at artsreviewandcommentary.com. I'll see you all in the new year. My name is Omar Latiri, and this is ARC. The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network. Hi, everybody. It's George from the George and Tony Entertainment Show, right here on the Realm Network. This week on episode 152, I am joined by the man who designed Buzz Burbank's wonderful logo, Rob Shade. And he brings along his girlfriend, Amy Fredericks, who's an astronomer. So we talk about the stars and their love of Disneyland. Oh yeah, and Rob proposes to Amy right on the show. Want to hear all the geeky goodness and the Hallmark moments? Then tune in to episode 152 of the George and Tony Entertainment Show, right here on the Realm Network, georgeandtony.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, and wherever finer podcasts may be heard. Now, let's see if we can't figure out what you are, my little friend, and where you come from.
I saw part of the message. He w I seem to have found it. General Kenobi, years ago you served my father in the Clone Wars. Now he begs you to help him in his struggle against the Empire. I regret that I am unable to present my father's request to you in person, but my ship has fallen under attack, and I'm afraid my mission to bring you to Alderaan has failed. I have placed information vital to the survival of the Rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. My father will know how to retrieve it. You must see this droid safely delivered to him on Alderaan. This is our most desperate hour. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope.